So the question is, should we strive? Should we push forward to try and knock off that student loan debt as quick as possible? That's an amazing question, Peter. And um, interestingly, I think I might have told you, I'm not sure, but I actually received a letter from the student finance um, people and the letter said... um, Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yo, Peter, man. I'm very well. I'm very good. Um, at the point of recording this episode, we are nearing Christmas mm. and the end of 2022. It's mm. been a crazy year for me. Personally, um, I'm at that stage where I'm planning um, my financial goals and of course life goals for 2023 and interestingly one of those things includes potentially thinking about paying off my student loan hmm. that's something that I'm thinking about so today's episode is going to be so interesting for anybody who is paying back student loan and you know thinking about whether it is a good thing to do or whether we should be doing something else love it love it love it man and as you said, man, it's that season of financial planning. So for our listeners out here, just a massive shout out and a warm welcome to you. We are going to be releasing an episode on getting our finances ready for 2023 very soon. Um, so do stay tuned for that. But as Jack said, today's episode is going to be focusing on student loan, man. Um, wherever you are, particularly around in the Western world, some of you may be accustomed to the whole idea of student loan. Me and Jacks, of course, are based here in the UK, so we'll be reflecting on that perspective. But we know that it's quite relevant, and particularly in places like the US as well. And Jacks, we can touch a bit on the difference as well. Um, but first of all, Jacks, um, you know, obviously, as I said, we are here from the UK. Should we kick off and start with maybe just? some of those differences between the UK and US as well, because I think sometimes it's very easy to get the two mixed in terms of how we look at student loan. Yeah, good point. And actually, um, I think a lot of uh, people around the world who consume uh, content, uh, especially in the financial sector, um, a lot of us consume US content. And we hear very, very often um, about the student loan that takes place in, in, um, in America. Um, and that's 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 interesting. If you're someone who's a Dave Ramsey fan, uh, he always talks about student loan repayments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but the truth of the matter is, um, the way student loan is conducted may be different from where where for where you are. So here in the UK, the way we handle student loans or the way the student loans are set up is completely different from America. Um, here, the way student loan is set up, of course, when you are going to university, the majority of us tend to take out a student loan, uh, some for maintenance and some for the tuition fees. And um, the way it works here in the UK is you only start paying back the student loan once you start earning over a certain amount for mm. a period of time. I think that's really, really important to remember. It is not treated the same way as a standard consumer debt, for example, a credit card debt or that kind of stuff. So it is different. It is treated almost like a tax in fact, a lot of us kind of call it um, almost a tax on going to university. So the whole essence of going to university, um, ideally, you go to university to study uh, a good qualification that you can use um, and, and increase your skill set. Um, and you pay a fee for that. You pay an investment price for that, which is a tuition fee, which is the student loan you've taken out. 
And you would hope, or ideally the whole essence of the investment is so that you can graduate and have a good chance of securing um, a role or some sort of job or some sort of career where you use the skills picked up from the university. And so we said the tax that you're paying on that is the student loan. And um, over time, if you're able to um, earn a high living, you can have the choice of either paying off the student loan completely, which minimizes the student loan tax, as we call it, um, or over a same period of time, it's actually forgiven. I believe it's 30 years, but correct me if I'm wrong. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, and you know what? It's really interesting, and it just, I guess, identified a key difference between the UK and some other parts in the world, like the US as well, and how people may look at it um, in a slightly similar way, but they are quite big differences. Um, and you're right here in the UK, it's pretty much essentially a graduate tax. And, you know, um, when we look at loans in general, Jack's um, particular sort of consumer debt, let's say on a credit card, on a personal loan, what tends to happen if you cannot pay your minimum payments every month? Well, <laughs> well you're going to have to file for bankruptcy at some point. Um, so you become if you become insolvent where you can't actually pay back your your loans, then of course you probably want to speak to um, let's say a charity or something, and you need help. You need help, and a lot of the time, um, you know, the help that you would get would be to maybe declare bankruptcy or set up mm. some sort of IVA, uh, some sort of contributions and that kind of stuff. So it's a debt that, regardless of what's happening, you gotta pay. Absolutely, 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 and that's not the case with student loan here in the UK. Um, you literally only pay a proportion of your income. So if you meet that threshold, depending on what repayment plan you're on, um, it can get fairly complicated and it's forever changing. So we don't need to touch too much, um, place too much emphasis on the replay repayment plan. But you are definitely will be earning an income and it'll be taken out automatically um, from your monthly wage slip. If yeah. you, for whatever reason, are no longer earning that threshold or not working, then you don't pay nothing. And no one's chasing, you know, debt collectors are chasing you yeah. and it will continue doing that until your total student loan um debt is paid off. Um, or as you said, after 30 years, depending on the payment plans, it cancels off. Um, automatically yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's why we, ta- we we use the term tax because mm-hmm. you're only taxed if you're making a profit or if you're earning an income that's it so building on that uh Jax, i guess you know the nature of i guess this episode and what we wanted to touch on around student loan is obviously should we if we are in a position obviously um you know some of us depending on again on what repayment plan you're on some of us might have a few thousand pounds left to pay or even a bit more than that and we're going to be touching on whether we should actually be paying it early and the reason why we're asking this question in this particular time um is because interest rates are obviously going up quite a bit um quite rapidly actually but before um i guess you know we even um touch on that jacks for someone who is particularly here in the uk someone who is 16 17 18 we do a lot of work with young people and yeah. we do a lot of work with young people in the communities and schools and places where you know um young people are and, you know, one of the things we might often hear is that they do not want to go to university for the sole reason of the amount of student loan they'll be leaving with. So right now, some of these young people can be leaving with 35 plus K worth of student loan debt. 
Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts around that? If the sole reason they do not want to um, study a degree is because of the whole student loan system. Well, I think um, first and foremost, uh, and I have a bit of empathy, but it is an awful decision to not go to university purely down to the fact that you think you're coming out of all this debt. But I do understand that you can feel that way if um, you had a term, you know, loan and debt and, and, and you know that, you know, you're going to come out with a level of debt. And that can obviously be a scary, scary place for some people, you know, um, especially if, if that person comes from a low income household, if the person has had, let's say, parents who have struggled with debt, it is not the most attractive thing to get into debt mm -hmm. um, to go to university. Because a lot of people also say now that sometimes when you go to university and you get a degree, it doesn't guarantee a career mm. for that kind of stuff. So I can really, really understand, you know, why that would be the case. However, the key thing that I want everyone listening and anyone who's got a young person, um, I actually get them to listen to this episode. I think mm. the important thing to understand is when you are taking on that debt, you have to understand that it is an investment. Mm. And that's the key word. It is an investment. And like all investments, the, the important thing is to understand that you want to make a good investment, right? That's what's important. That's my opinion anyway. I think what you need to do is you need to do research on, let's say, the qualification that you're going to obviously invest in because that's what you're doing. You're buying this um, opportunity to study a and get a qualification that you can use in the future. You need to ask yourself, what are the prospects of, of you know, me getting this degree and what can it do for me in the future also even the university that you know the university that you're going to is it a university that is recognized uh for delivering well um or delivering graduates that can get on a, on good career paths i think these things are important so you have to do your research like you would do your research in any investment before you actually take on the debt and actually you know invest in this great thing that can open doors for you Mm -hmm. I know many people now say, oh, especially on social media, there's a there's a strong push for entrepreneurism. And we are entrepreneurs as well as careers people. And we, we push for people to be able to think like entrepreneurs. But you have to be very careful to not be sold a dream mm -hmm. um, to make you feel like just because uh, not everybody who's got a degree or got a good career means that they shouldn't they shouldn't have gone to university. Because I can tell you also for free that many people that start businesses fail within the first five years. Mm. So it is very important to not just hear something and go along with it. But my piece of advice is to make sure you understand that it is an investment and in my opinion, a good investment mm. if you invest it on good soil, which is what I call it, invest it in good things. I love that. I love that. You know, when we talk about investing in things like stocks and shares, we don't just say, hey, go invest in the next meme stock or the next company that the whole world is saying is going to, blow and do amazing we say invest in good quality businesses um same thing with you know this particular investment making sure that you are you know when you are making a decision about potentially going to university you're thinking about good quality degrees that would help advance whatever career path you want to take and even if you don't know the career path you want to take ensuring that there are avenues from that particular degree i think it's ever more ever more so important because just we know you know and I'm not going to name different subjects and stuff but we know back in the day people can do different degrees in particular subjects where they're just doing it for the sake of doing it yes. um but I think no more are we in those times because tuition fees are so expensive absolutely absolutely and I think 
if you are at the age of 18 quite sure of the career path you want to take I think the key thing you need to do as part of research is to ask yourself is a degree a requirement for that kind of career you want to pursue mm. that's really important absolutely man absolutely man but yeah man um just wanted to raise that because i know there's not enough education around um particularly from when we listen to our young people it's like oh i'm not going to university so much debt that's it but it's not like that if you are paying a student loan after you started working it's proportionate and in some cases i don't know about you jets but whatever that proportion is, you're usually able to live on the rest of that income. They're not going to purposely make you pay like 50% of your income. It's a small proportion of what you'll be earning, which will be a decent enough income to manage that expense. Yeah. And and I actually want to add something else to this. Um, And and just in in terms of giving advice to the young people, I think what sometimes happens is at the age of 18, once you finish college or sixth form, it's almost uh, something that you just do naturally. You just go to university because mm-hmm. everybody's going to university. I think it's important to remind people that there is no timeline. <laughs> you don't you don't have to go to university mm-hmm. straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that's that's you know that's a myth, uh, and I know people do. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of people at the age of eight, of eighteen don't actually know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's important that you remember that you know that hey, I don't actually have to go to university straight away. But don't let the fees be the thing that deters you from going to mm. university because the truth of the matter is for many, many people, going to university has been a good investment, myself included. Hmm. Absolutely. I definitely echo that as well. Um, but now, thanks for that, Jack. So we're going to go into the bulk of the discussion, um, which is, you know, um, me and you, we've obviously gone to university. We know many, many people who have. Um, yes, we recognize that there's different generations and different generations will pay different amounts. Um, but the principle is still the same around there is that student loan debt. Now, um, Jackson, a person know I have, you know, a small number of thousands of pounds left to pay. Now, we, you know, historically, on when, when I get my annual statement and I can log in, thank God for the use of technology, I can log in and check how much I'm, um, I've got down to pay and all that stuff. Historically, interest rates have been 2% or way below that. Now, and I'm talking even 0.25% at some point of the last 10 years or whatever. Now, six weeks ago, Jax, <laughs> I checked my account. <laughs> It was at 1.5% interest rate. So wow, the amount I'm paying back. Now, I messaged you, I WhatsApped you about five days ago. And I said, it's gone up to 3.25 or 3.5% interest rate, which is like, yo, this is creeping up a bit, man. I've got X amount to pay. I only ever pay through my monthly salary. I've never ever gone into the account and topped up and added money off my own accord. But the question is there, Jax, man, like we're coming to that point now. Do With everything that's going on in the economy, interest rates going up, do we really need to attack this type of debt? Because to be honest, when we look at things like mortgages, attacking your debt right now might not be so much of a bad idea. When I say attacking your debt, I mean doing overpayments. So the question is, should we strive? Should we push forward to try and knock off that student loan debt as quick as possible? That's an amazing question, Peter. And um, interestingly, I think I might have told you, I'm not sure, but I actually received a letter from the Student Finance 
um, people. And the letter said, um, the chances are I'll be able to pay off my student loan um, based on the current setup because it is automatic. It comes out of my payslip. Um, I'll be able to pay it off within a year. Hey, um, yeah. And... <laughs> when I'm editing this, Jacks, so I'm gonna put some praise music on, man. <laughs> what's interesting? Year, is, come on. Well, what's interesting is I don't know how to calculate it because of like my calculations. <laughs> You've got time. I've got quite a bit of time. Um, but yes, it, it was something that you know for the first time it did is something that actually popped in my mind because if I'm honest paying off my student loan has not been on the forefront of my thinking mm. um, because of it being the cheapest form of debt um, that I have. And also because it is automatically taken out of my salary. And if mm. for some reason I'm not working anymore, mm. like we said earlier, I'm not, you know, no one's going to be standing on my neck to pay it. Mm. So um, it was interesting to receive that letter, which is why I said earlier on this episode, it's something that I'm actually thinking about because mm. what the letter was telling me was, um, due to the automatic setup, um, as it came, comes out of my PAYE, I might end up overpaying. And so they were asking me to maybe stop the uh, thing being done that way and actually just set up a direct debit with what comfortable amount, what, basically whatever amount I'm comfortable with. Oh, wow. And then, um, and then that's how it will be done. Mm. But what's interesting, I think um, in order to answer your question, I think we need to remember that personal circumstances are very personal. Mm. Personal finances are personal. And what I mean by that is everyone's circumstance is different. And so the, there is no one answer that will suit all. And of course, mm. on both finance, we cannot give you regulated financial advice. But what we can do is give you education, information, and of course, our own opinions. So for me personally, I think it is still generally not the priority. Mm. And it's not a priority for reasons I've already discussed. So it's not a priority because it is a cheap form of debt. It's something that if you don't have the means to pay it, you don't have to pay it. Mm. Um, no one's going to chase you down. Um, no one's going to evict you out of your house and take your house back like a mortgage. You know, no one's going to take the car back from you if you've got a car, car payment. Mm. So it's different from the other types of debt. Um, even the other cheap forms of debt, which I just described as mortgages. So... There's not something that's ever been a priority. I think if you find yourself with excess amounts of, of money, generally speaking, from a mathematical standpoint, if you're someone who understands the avalanche method of paying down debt, the chances are you have another form of debt mm. that requires your money that was that mathematically would do better from you putting more money towards that form of debt. Mm. Um, it could be any credit card debt, which is the first one, consumer debt, the high interest debt. So you want to probably pay those off first. I think that's kind of obvious. Um, and then you have things like even your mortgage, um, which, you know, you can make overpayments. Often, if someone has a mortgage, often with these mortgages, they come with a 10% overpayment limit. So you can overpay mm. by 10% of how much you're paying. I think those things mathematically make more sense. But just like we know with um, the snowball method that Dave Ramsey kind mm. of um, talks about, I think it's some, the reason why I mentioned myself even considering it is actually because personal finance is 80% behavioral mm. and 20% actually implementing and actually, you know, the technicalities and knowledge. And so one of the things that um, the snowball method kind of allows us to, to experience is that kind of triumph that kind of um, excitement and the ability to build momentum when it comes down to paying debt. Mm. So the snowball method says, lay down all your debts from the biggest to the smallest and then attack the one that's the smallest first and mm. then move on to the next one. 
And the reason why he says that, again, is because once you're able to attack the first one, you build momentum, you get excited, and you continue onwards. It's a similar mindset that I, you know, wanted to kind of, or potentially would adopt when it comes to paying off my student loan. It is not my cheap, cheapest, sorry, it is not my um, most expensive form of debt, sorry. Mm. I have a mortgage um, that I probably want to uh, pay off. In fact, the opportunity cost of paying down my student loan might be high because I can invest in assets at a cheaper price. Mm. Okay. I don't, not even pay a dividend with a higher yield than the interest that I'll be paying on my student loan. However, what I would say is if you have some, if you are someone who's managed your personal finances, you've got an emergency fund, um, you have a setup where you can comfortably afford your mortgages and even overpay, um, and all these things. I think if you've got just a bit of student loan debt left to pay, mm-hmm. then it actually may make sense to actually wipe it out to build that momentum. And of course, by wiping out that student loan debt and you continue to work, your income per month is higher as well mm-hmm. because you don't have that debt left. So mm-hmm. yeah, I will only do it when if you have a small amount left, um, mainly for a mindset reason rather than mathematical reason. And, and I love that bit from a mindset perspective, you know, if you've got a small amount less, less left, let's say you're paying, I don't know, into perspective, 200 pounds per month. Every month, student loan is coming out of your pay slip, annoyingly, but proportionately. So, you know, we're able to afford it. Um, And you eventually start to attack that aggressively and do overpayments and you pay that off. With student loan is quite interesting because that is the debt that has probably been with most adults, particularly if you've been working for like 10 plus years, the longest and you become so comfortable with it. So what that means is that when you do eventually pay off that 200 pounds is money that you are used to not seeing. So it won't feel as hard to use that 200 pounds to then start attacking other debts or even savings, investments, etc. Well, absolutely. And that's what it is. Um, and that's that's for someone like myself, I'm being transparent here. I'm due to remortgage um at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you don't have to be any you would have had to live under a rock to know that interest rates are gonna be much higher <laughs> than it was uh, when I first took out my my mortgage. And so what could be great actually, based on this conversation, is if I'm able to somehow pay off uh the student loan before I remortgage next year then that extra two, three hundred pounds um, that, that's taken out of my paycheck per, per month um, because of my student loan, that can be redirected to the higher interest I'll be paying for my mortgage, for example. Mm. And so it doesn't hurt me that much. Of course, I know any experts, any financial experts listening might say, well, why don't you just use that money and pay down your, your mortgage and anyway? Mm. But again, as I said, it's much more of a mindset thing. And mm. I think sometimes we focus too much on the technicalities, mm. but as human beings, we are much more emotional, much more of a, a psychological being than we are just physical uh, mm. or just, just technical. So I think that's really important as well. Mm. So what I'm hearing from you, Jax, is that this is about uh, almost a prior- prioritization exercise. You know, there's, in your opinion, obviously, as we always say, you know, this is, you know personal personal finance is just that it's personal to the individual um but in in your personal opinion it you know it's around priorities um and at the moment student loan isn't the biggest priority when it comes to any of your other so-called forms of uh, of uh debts as well but 
as you're starting to get closer and closer to the end, you may actually aggressively attack that so you can use that money elsewhere. Now, Jack, for the people listening um, and looking at, you know, what's happening with interest rates, etc. I've just told you in the space of six weeks, you know, the interest rate I was paying has increased. What if interest rate continue to get higher, Jax, and, you know, it starts to level up to the interest rates that someone might be paying on other forms of debt? Yeah, yeah. It will be important for that person to actually look at their finances holistically, as I said earlier, to see what what kind of debts are actually affected by the rises in interest rates, or, the, yeah, the rise in interest rates. Um, if they have interest rates that are pegged to so if they're variable that's what i mean mm. then of course those things may be a more of a priority um than even student loan i think student loan is the cheapest it's, it's always important to remember that so even if interest rates on student loans are like five percent you best believe the interest rates <laughs> on your other forms of debt are significantly higher <laughs> so uh the chances are you want to focus much more on those things you know i would rather for example generally be be mortgage free than student loan debt free mm. for example um, and and, and we, we always speak about um you know mortgages being one of the cheapest forms of debt because it's mm. collateralized because you know it's pegged against it's uh the actual house or, or flat that you live in so think of it like that. I think the most important thing, first and foremost, for, for the average person is to actually go through their personal finances, uh, think about the highest uh, interest debts. And also, I would actually say, think about even having an emergency fund first. It is much more, mm. in my opinion, it is much more of a uh, priority to have uh, an emergency fund and even a bigger emergency fund, as we've been saying over the past few episodes, that you have that before you even consider paying off your student your student loan because as mm. i said uh your emergency fund there is, is there for rainy days and trust me it feels like rainy days are coming um mm. and so you want to do that first um before even considering paying off your debt you should only like you should only really pay down your student loan debt if you it's not going to affect anything else um mm. if the opportunity cost is not too high and if it's much more of a psychological thing so I don't know, it's something that I would do and say, hey, I'm doing this uh, because it's my birthday and I want to mm. pay my student on because it's a birthday. It's much more of a kind of a sentimental thing than it is a financial thing. Mm. It's really important to remember that. Love it, love it. One thing we definitely um, kind of agree on and all of our listeners is that once that student loan debt has been repaid, whenever and however, oh, how much of a blessing that will be. Yeah, I think, you know, psychologically, it would be it would just be a great feeling to say you know what i am uh debt free in, in the form of even my student loans um and then and we can move forward so like when you get paid you know that there's this this thing is not coming out as well <laughs> it's annoying when i see that student loan deduction <laughs> is so annoying it's annoying because yes it's affordable it's like yo man i've just realized it's been going on for many years you know <laughs> exactly exactly and for me many many years and one of the reasons why as well is because I also done a master's degree. Mm-hmm. So I done a master's degree. And um, at the time when I did my master's degree, uh, we couldn't get student loan, uh, student loans from the student loan company. Um, so I got what we call a career progressions loan. Mm. And I remember the interest was 9.9%. Um, so you can imagine I finished my university years in a and a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we had this conversation back then, then I would have said, 
even though my career progression loan um, at the time seemed like it was still at 9.9% was still seen as cheap debt mm. at the time. I still prioritize paying that off. And I remember how I felt paying that off um, back in, I believe it might have been 2016 or something. Mm. Um, I remember, I remember finished paying that off and the, the excitement that I felt um, of not having that debt around my neck, even though at that time it felt like it wasn't the most expensive debt. Um, if so, for good, so for good. Um, wow. but that's different from that's totally different from getting a student loan that's charging you three percent, three percent relative to the other interest rates is still very, very, very low, especially when you don't have to pay when you're not working. Exactly, no, absolutely, no, that's been really useful, Jackson. You know, hopefully, for the people considering uni in uni and of course, finished uni. Um, whatever age you are, hopefully this has been quite useful for them as well. Just before I capture any final points, we are going to give a shout out to where we're getting new listeners from. And today we are going to give a shout out to the capital of Romania, which is Bucharest. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to What Finance. Never been to Romania before, um, but, you know, it is a country that I am aware of. Interestingly, I actually wrote an essay in my economics exam based on Romania. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> I remember that. I don't, don't ask me how I remember that, but I do. Um, that old was many years ago. But welcome to World Finance. Uh, okay. You're here with myself, Jax, and my co-host, Peter. Um, here on World Finance, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. And also, we are individuals who run this organization where we work with the community. We work with young people in the community to provide financial education. If you want to know more about that, you can find us on www.walkfinance.co.uk. If you want to engage with us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram. That's Walk Finance Team. So yeah, I hope you're getting tons of value. Uh, connect with us, speak to us, land in our DMs. If there's any topics you want us to cover, do not be shy. Slide in our DMs and have a conversation with us. We would definitely love to take it on board. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners over there in Romania and all over the world. We love what you're doing. Keep doing your thing, supporting, subscribing, commenting, sharing, and all of that good stuff. A reminder to check out some of our latest episodes. So we've got episodes on preparing financially for Christmas, which is around the corner. Make sure you check that out as well and see how we can prepare for Christmas now and even next Christmas. Um, we got uh, our live debate um, episodes on inver- investing in stocks versus property. That's recently been out where we had Jackson, our guest Palumi, um, talking and debating uh, one another as well, man. So please do check those episodes out. We got final part of our episode with Tang Den, football coach, um, coming out soon, all this side of the year, man. So now just um keep staying tuned, man. We've got loads of episodes in store for our listeners. Jax, I'm gonna let you go, but I wanted to capture any final thoughts you had around paying a student loan yeah. early. Yeah, I think firstly, I want to remind people, if there's any young people listening or if you know any young people that are saying they don't want to go to university because of that, you know, that student loan debt, I think uh, it's a great time to speak to them about the different types of debt and understanding that in this regard, it is an investment. It is an investment. And we talk about things like paying off your student loan and is it a good thing or not? The truth of the matter is if you invest well, um, if you go to, let's say, a good university, you study a good qualification, a good degree, and even advance your career henceforth, at some point you will be earning a decent amount to be able to make decisions 
financial decisions. If you're someone who is intentional with their personal finances, at some point, you know, you'll be able to um, actually pay off that student loan without it being a burden on you. So I would definitely just, you know, I'll be very upset if someone said to me they didn't go to university because they heard that the debt was too much and it's going to stop them from actually, you know, living a, a financially prosperous life. That's not the truth. That's not the truth mm. at all. Um, that being said, yes, I think uh, if you are someone who's in a position to pay off a student loan, um, then I would only do so for kind of personal psychological reasons to get some sort of uh, momentum if you are trying to pay off debt. If it's one of the smallest debts you've got left as part of a variety of debts, then you can adopt that snowball method and actually just pay it off. Um, but generally speaking, the chances are there are other forms of debt that you probably want to take care of first using the avalanche method, which is you pay off the ones with the higher interest or allocate your money more towards those ones. And of course, um, before you even think of paying down, let's say something like a student loan debt, make sure you have your emergency fund in place, um, a nice cushion for the rainy days that we have ahead. Um, and also, I would also say, hey, look, um, investing is also an option. Um, especially when we have uh, the markets that have been hit quite hard over the, uh, the year and a half or maybe two years now, um, it may actually make sense for some individuals to actually start investing in the stock market and, and especially through their pensions than to pay off their student loan debt uh, because pensions um, are tax efficient. And of course, if you invest in good uh, quality assets, the chances are you make much better returns than the interest that you're paying on your student loan debt. So I say all of this to say there is no one answer that fits all. Generally speaking, it is not the most mathematical, um, smart way of you know handling money, but it may be the most um, best psychological decision if you've only got a, a little bit left and you can afford to do so comfortably. Love it, man. Thank you very much for that insight, Jack. And hopefully of loads of value to our listeners. As Jack said, if you've got any questions or further input into this topic or any topic relating to personal finance, please get in touch with us across the different platforms as well. Thanks, Jack. So it's a pleasure until the next time. And remember all, stay woke. woke.